things that are chaos speak of the devil. He comes to destroy and bring confusion. Thank you. That was good. Remember the cornerstone or the first stone. The first one among many brethren, it says, the Lord Jesus Christ. That was very good. By way of announcements, reminders is the 24th, Teen Challenge will be with us Sunday. Probably all the men that are in the program and probably all the workers from Billings. So probably be about 20 of them or so. So come, if at all possible. And there'll be men giving their testimonies. Lord willing, Fitzwilliams will also. He's really looking forward to it. So um, thanks everyone that supported supported him, sent money over there. That's been a blessing to see the body working together on a one just one person. And many of you give many other places, but that's been really edifying to me that somebody that was here that really needed help that we sent teen challenge and many of you have, have sent in money. So that's good. Let's see. Jenny Daniels will be with us. Do we have dates? The last week of this month. And is she going to be here a few days? But anyway, Sunday after the service, she's going to be talking with you ladies. So hopefully you can plan on being here for that. 31st, according to Jackie's cell phone calendar. Hopefully it's right. Um... Brother Russell Sindall, this would like you to meet, invite people, anybody you know. I think it would be helpful to people in different churches. Um, Brother Russell Sindall would be with us, Lord willing, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This August, start the 11th. It'll be the second week in August. And then, Roy Daniels, way down the road. November, the second week, whatever that is. And I just wanted to give a good report. I was over at the Rex, or um, no, how do I say that right? Roseburg, Oregon, for a wedding, but we went there early on purpose because they have their services on Saturday. They had the wedding on 4 o'clock on Sunday. So I was really, I'd heard so many good things about them from Corey and some of the young people been through here. And some have been at Shield of Faith at different times. And so it was really, I don't know, to me it was very edifying. They were young people. They had it outside Saturday, or yeah, Saturday. Or no, the meeting was Saturday. And um, lots of young men were sharing and did things a little different than us. They had some reading of the scripture where they just said different men read scripture and then people could comment what meant on that. Said like three different, three or four different parts of their service, which was kind of good. I thought it was very edifying. So yeah, they seem to be um, really wholehearted people. Um, maybe not everybody, but as a whole, it seemed like that the young men were were pretty on fire. Oh, I should probably announce too. Some of you know Cedric. Saying that, Cedric. 
Cedric, yeah, he was in a really bad car wreck after we left on, um, hmm? which was what, last Tuesday, Wednesday? Anyway, he could have been killed. One guy was killed. Um, he's still in critical condition? or ICU. So ICU means you're critical, so he's out of that. Both broke uh, one of his femurs, broke one of his lower leg, both broke both legs, broke his pelvis, and um, didn't hurt his spinal column, I guess, so Lord willing, he'll be able to walk and maybe live a normal life. Um, I guess he was passing somebody, um, and he couldn't see, I guess, or something, and as he went out, hit somebody head on. So be very careful when you drive. Um, So anyway, I guess he's taking it well. He doesn't even remember what happened, I guess. So whatever happened to him when he got hit. They had to cut him out of the car. It smashed pretty bad. So um, he was here when Don Davis was here that whole week. He's 22 years old. Yeah. Anyway, and he went down where Jesse was and helped Miles, Jesse and them build Miles a house for the people that we went to their wedding. So anyway, um, God's working. And um, his life, uh, what do you say? Just people wouldn't pray for him so much. Pray for people that are really in need. People need to get saved and stuff. I don't know exactly what he said. So it is. We see the physical body, and it's really, you know, without it, we can't live uh, physically. But to pray for souls, sometimes it's because it's invisible. Sometimes there's people are actually hurting worse that aren't saved, or people that are saved, than people that are in a wreck. But it doesn't mean we don't have compassion for people when they get hurt. I mean, I, I definitely cried, so. But anyhow, I just wanted to say I found that fellowship to be very good, and, and um, I wasn't disappointed. And I stayed with one of the Witt boys and his wife. Um, somebody said, uh, Ruth wanted to get, wondered we should get an Airbnb, and I said, no, I'd rather see if I could stay with somebody. I like to fellowship with people. So if we get there and nobody wants us, we can camp out or find a motel or something. But almost always when I go somewhere, there's brethren, almost always somebody says, you got a place to stay? And I say, no. But they actually heard about us beforehand. We didn't have a place. so And they had a, they have a double-wide trailer, and a little, a little uh, about an acre, not quite an acre, got chickens and goats they were milking and I don't know, it's just really nice to be with a young couple that, that um, were just trying to serve the Lord and um, in, the, in a little place. And so they took their kids out of their little room and put us, all four of us, in their little room. And I think they put their two little kids in their room with them. So that was sweet. It was sweet. It, it, um, they didn't say, well, we can't be hospital because we don't have a guest room. They, they made a guest room. And then Ruth or Gloria slept on the couch, I think, one night. So because they were sleeping in a little narrow closet. You know, trailer houses, the older ones have a little narrow closet, so Ruth put her stuff in there and slept in that, and then Glory was right next to the foot of the bed, and so we pretty much filled up that little room. Mine's was when we had our children we were, when we were first starting out, so it was really, it was really, um, it was really something to be appreciative, and the fellowship we had there with them was really, was really sweet and good. Well, today, uh, Brother Merlin's going to share uh, something. Of God's put on his heart. And then after that, um, we're going to remember the Lord with uh, communion. And David's going to share something and, uh, and ask him to lead it. So he's going to 
tell us what to do and how to do it. So that'll be good. And it's not complicated, but it'll be good. So anyway, it was on my heart when I was praying. I was supposed to ask David, so I, I didn't argue with the Lord. So, so we'll have a good service. Um, so welcome, everyone. And I'll sit down. Everybody. <clears throat> Are we surviving? Are we making it? Spiritually? Are we doing it? I'm just going to try to encourage us to. Stay in the faith and not let this world distract us and take us down. Because I think it's, there is a battle and we need to stay in the fight in order to survive. I'm just going to start out in Psalms 37. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. That is pretty easy to do nowadays. It says, not to fret thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Why shouldn't we fret not and be envious? For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. God wants us to look into the future. He doesn't want, to look, he doesn't want us to be looking back. Because if we look back, will likely be discouraged. He wants us to look ahead. Verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily, verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass, and he shall... Bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for, uh, for him. So he tells us to trust in the Lord, delight thyself also in the Lord, commit thy way unto the Lord, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because the man because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath, for fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Just some very practical things that have, you know, eternal consequences. Verse 9, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. This is future. Verse 12, the wicked plotteth against the just, 
and gnashes upon him with his teeth. That's going on today. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. When things like this happen, it shouldn't make us wonder what's going on. I mean, this is just something that will happen. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Verse 14, the wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. We need that more today than ever before, an upright conversation, an upright life, our daily life, our walking, our talking, whatever we do. We need to be upright because if we don't literally you know, make a, a choice to do that, we will be taken down. I mean, it's all around us. This, verse 15, their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. Verse 20, but the wicked shall perish. I mean, we can decide what we want to be. If we want to be a righteous person or a wicked person, you've got it right here, what's going to happen. The wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall, they shall consume like smoke, they, they shall they consume away. The wicked boweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Verse 25, I have been young, and now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Verse 27, depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the, lo for the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the, the, mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Verse 32, the wicked watches the righteous, and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, 
and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he is not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord shall help, shall help them, deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. We're going to go to Hebrews 11. Verse 1. This is examples of people that made it. The people that actually survived. And they're here for us as examples. If we're going to make it, we're going to have to follow their example. Otherwise, we will not make it. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance and evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God through things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world, and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Would we have floated on top of the water? Or would we have drowned with the rest? If that would happen today, where would we end up? Would we actually believe this man Noah, that God told him that the world is going to be flooded and everybody's going to drown unless you come into this boat? Would we actually have been in the boat with Noah? Or would we have been... Drowned out with everybody else. Noah being warned of God. He simply was warned of God, moved with fear. He was warned of God, things not seen as yet. There was never rain. There was never a flood. There was never everything like that. But God told him that's going to happen. He moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. You just have to wonder, how are we any different today than they would have been back then? 
Would we have entered into that boat? Noah was by himself, preaching right. He was a preacher of righteousness. Nobody believed him. But he kept going. After 60, 70 years out there building the boat on dry land, he kept going. He didn't give up. He was by himself. If you stand today by yourself, you know what you'll be? You'll be a heretic. People will laugh at you. They say, dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone. But if you do, you're in trouble. But that's what we need to do. We need to be like Daniel was, to dare to stand alone. Even though we have a group of people that, you know, support us or whatever, we're still alone. In a sense, we are alone. Let's not be afraid to stand alone. God warned Noah. He warned everybody else. Ends up in the boat with his children and their wives. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place that he should afterward receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. That's one thing that a person of faith does. He obeys God. He just flat obeys God. That's all he does. That's all we do. Without any evidence, faith as the only substance and evidence, that's all we got. And we obey God. Verse 9, by faith he sojourned in a land of promise, as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him, with him, of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. What do we look for today? Is that what we're seeking today? We better be. He looked for a city that he never found. He died through faith. Also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead. So many as the stars of the sky and multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith not having received the promises. But having seen them afar off, they were persuaded, embraced, and confessed them. They were persuaded of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. For for God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. What do we seek? Verse 17, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom... It was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting, reckoning, imputing that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received from whence also he received him in a, fig, in a figure. That was the only possible thing. Because Abraham believed God. And then God says, okay. Go sacrifice your son. 
By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he, when he died, made mention of the departing of Israel, of the children of Israel, and gave commandment concerning his bones. And by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. And by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Would we have walked through the Red Sea or would we have been with Pharaoh and drowned? And what keeps us today, Moses, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That's all it is. The pleasures of sin are just for a season. That's it. That's all you get. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. That's what we need. That's what, that's what we're here for. We have respect unto the recompense of the reward. It's up to each one of us. We can either enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, or we can look ahead. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest that he, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, of Samson, and of Jesse, of David also, Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. And then others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. That they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. <clears throat> Yeah, moreover of bonds and imprisonment, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. 
wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Chapter um, Hebrews 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 13, verse 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Galatians 6, verse 7. Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, that for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not, as, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Philippians 3, verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Just one more thing. First Thessalonians 4.11 through 18. And that you study to be quiet, do your own business, work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that you may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that you may have lack of nothing. Verse 13, but I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe 
that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. It just simply says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. I'm just going to stop there and God bless each one. Thanks for the word of God. It's forever settled in heaven. Hopefully settled in our heart. Does anybody, something speak to anyone? I'll start with myself. Um, spoke to me particularly about Noah. Really hit me in a good way. And that is that Noah believed God. Noah was doing what God said when it didn't make any sense. And... Um, he didn't have anything, but he knew God, and he evidently had been knowing God, and when it come time to, probably had been obeying God all along, and so when God warned him of things to come, he just started doing it. And I guess it was about 120 years. Peter kind of indicates that it was a long time. In those days, you lived to be about 900 years, so it was, I don't know, for us, like 10 or 20 years, I suppose, of building the boat in our time frame, but 120 years preaching righteousness and I guess what I, I said, I'm not going to say guess, what I see in my spirit, in my heart, is the whole scriptures warning about, first there in Psalms, about the wicked and the righteous, what happens to them. But then for me, to believe God, and Abraham believed God, and he went out, and it didn't make sense, but he left his, his family, and he served God. And so for us, in our situations, do we see God? Are we willing to obey God no matter what happens? If you're, and really, a couple statements he made is that it was we're all alone. And it is. Each individual says will give an account of himself to God and the day of judgment. It's not going to be anybody else. So anyway, I was a little bit more, I guess, than just a little bit, but... God's Word's powerful. Sometimes I think we want it digested so much that we want it in a baby food formula to where it's all fixed, and so we don't have to have, make much effort to eat it and digest it. But in the Jewish time and uh, in the old time not so long ago, people would actually just get up and read the Scriptures like was done this morning a lot of times, and they didn't. In Israel, they did it for hours. I know that a lot of them couldn't read maybe part of the reason, but there's power when people get and read the Scriptures. So I, I just want to say thank you, Lord, and thank you, Merlin, for being obedient to do that. Yes, sweetheart. Yeah, I just don't fear of God about this whole thing, about these end times, about this particular thing, about Noah. That always puts the fear of God in me when I think that eight people were saved, and also the mercy of God that, you know, as a human being on this earth, what you want is that your family is saved. I mean, first of all, you know what I mean? We want to be saved, but we care about our family and we want them to be right. 
to think that God blessed Noah that his family was on that boat. It was awesome. But it also spoke to me about, about the fear of God as far as standing alone. And for a woman, it seems like when you have a husband, mm-hmm. a lot of times you have to stand, I'll have to stand with you. You know what I mean? Even if maybe you don't do everything right, but God wants that. He doesn't care if there's details that aren't right, with people are constantly in my life have attacked me about how you're not right or whatever, about these different things. But I know in my spirit you can't listen to those things. They're not okay. The people that they're a deceptive spirit. And maybe there's things that are true, but but you know what? I'm just gonna stand alone with you. I'm going to, and I'm going to look stupid. And God's already warned me. Over and over, it's been mm-hmm. that you will look stupid, people will not understand. That's how it was with Noah, and it will be the same as in the days of Noah. We're going to look dumb. And I'm going to also stand with other people that all aren't are perfect either. They're going to say, hey, why are you really, you know what? They love God. I'm, I'm with them. I will look stupid, and I will, you know what I'm saying. Amen. So wives, do that. You'll be richly rewarded for it. Us men, do our part. We'll be richly rewarded. Yeah, there's a spirit to to divide between husbands and wives. That's a big thing. And to get dad looking bad. Many TV programs about it. When I was a boy, there was a program called Archie Bunker. It was supposed to be a funny program. It was funny, but it was always to make Dad look stupid. He was from Montana, I think, too, that guy. So, let's follow the Lord. When it hurts, do what's right. That's what I heard, too. Do what's right when it hurts. When you're rewarded for it and when you're not rewarded for it in this life. And thank you, honey, for saying that. That's a costly thing. It's costly for our wives to follow us sometimes. I'm excited about Jesus. I'm so excited about Jesus. <laughs> Psalm 37. You know, we know it's all going to be destroyed. I know where I'm going. No doubt. It's worth it. And when you pray for your husbands, sometimes God will change them better than you can. When she tries to change me, it don't work very good. But when she prays to God and God changes me, then it's good. So if you want your husband's change, don't gripe, pray. Doesn't mean you can't say anything, but there's a lot more can get done. If a man is a godly man to have you praying for him than trying to manipulate him. Us men aren't really made to be manipulated if we're godly. So pray. Husbands, love your wives. Be not bitter against them. So that's another whole subject, but it's also our part. Love your wives. Wives, honor your husbands. It's interesting. It doesn't say it the other way around. It doesn't say husbands, honor your wives. And um, wives, tell your husbands what to do. It's an interesting way God did it. So it doesn't mean you don't have any input. But what happens when... Your husband isn't perfect or your wife isn't perfect. Love your wives. Be not bitter against them. Wives, honor your husbands. 
God bless you all with God's word today. It's been good. Did anybody else want to say anything? I don't know. My wife quickened something in me. Thank you. Some people believe in the severity.